0: I go to people and they tell me, Pastor, why is God keeping me alive? There are other issues. Some people want a child and can't have one. Other people don't want a child and do. They're teenage mothers, older couples who don't want children, life issues. Think about the whole woman who was raped. What does she do with her child? Abort it? Sometimes a mother's health is a concern. And the mother and the baby both can't live. One has to die. There are life problems. And we all know not everybody who wants a child gets a child. Not everybody who wants to live gets to live. Think about Think about the people who do everything in their power to get a child. They can't have children. And and, and they do everything they can to adopt. And, and some are successful, others are not. Think about the people who lose their children. They become critically ill. Life problems. There's loss and there's pain and there's grief. Think about children who are kidnapped, children that are sold into the sex trade, sex trafficking, and think about children who are murdered or children who lose their life in an accident at a young age. There are a lot of life issues out there, and these life issues can be brutal, and these life issues can be brutal to talk about. But I'd like to talk about them this morning. As we consider our theme Life problems. Life problems aren't only found in abortion clinics. Like I said, life problems are all around us all day long. And every time we see a life problem, we ask, where is God? Why isn't He doing something? There's a life problem. Still others might say, well... There is God's judgment in all these life problems. We can see God's judgment, God's hand in all these life issues. For the couple who can't have children, well, God's punishing them. And for the girl who hasn't protected herself, well, she gets pregnant. That's a harsh way of looking at God. Incorrect, too, by the way. That's a harsh way of dealing with God. But what about God? Deuteronomy chapter 32, 39 states, There is no God beside me. It is I who put to death, and it is I who give life. How does God deal with these life problems? I don't know. He's God. But I do know what He says. And what does He say? It is I who give death to. It is I who give life. God is in charge in these life issues. He's made it pretty clear. He's in charge of life, not us. It means these life problems, from His perspective, are too big for us to handle on our own. And I want you to understand this. I want you to understand that these life problems are too big for us to deal with in a proper way. We're not God. And if dealing with these life problems would be as simple as as picketing an abortion clinic, or if dealing with these life problems would be as simple as as voting pro-life, or donating to a cause. Then we could solve all these life problems. But it's not that easy. And no, they're not so easily solved. They're too big, too much pain, too many tears, too much brokenness. Go to the nursing home. Go to a children's hospital. And as you go into the children's hospital, it won't take you long before you'll be confronted with a mom and dad who are dealing with a child dying of cancer life problems that make them scratch their heads life problems that make their hearts hurt life issues that weigh heavy and cause bitterness life issues that weigh heavy and cause despair and depression these problems are too big for us to to manage that's why we cry out to God. And if we know anything about God, we, we know that, as he says, nothing is too big for God. There are no problems too big for him to handle. But how does God deal with all, this, all these life problems? How does God deal with abortion? How does he deal with all this brokenness? How does God deal with, a, with, with parents who send their child through cancer treatments? How does God deal with families who have lost a loved one? Well, if you understand God, well, then you understand, you know, God is ultimately in control. Ultimately, God is left to deal with all the brokenness. He's the one who looks down and has to manage all the tears. It's His job. And ultimately, he deals with the problems of life. And God doesn't ask us for our advice. He doesn't solicit our solutions. He doesn't ask when and where. Listen, what goes on inside the womb is God's business, not ours. Years ago, people were not able to tell what goes on inside the womb. They simply weren't able to look inside. But today, with our technology, we can look inside. We can see the development of that child as it sucks its thumb at a very, very early age. feels pain and pulls away from pain. Ecclesiastes says, Just as you don't know how the breath of life enters the limbs of a child within its mother's womb, you also don't understand how God, who makes everything, works. And really, that verse says it all. You don't know how life begins, and you don't know how God works. But we do understand God's in control, and the workings of the womb are not our concern, These life issues belong to God. Let Him deal with it. Our job is to treat life as holy. Our job is to respect human life, to treat it as sacred, the sanctity of human life, the preciousness of life. This means we're to deal with these life problems according to God's Word. Now first, our Lord commands, see that you do not despise one of these little ones. God wants us to love life. God wants us to support life. He wants us to encourage life, to respect the sanctity of life. That's our responsibility, not to take it away. Taking away life is God's issue, taking away life is God's problem. God doesn't want sinners determining who's going to live or who's going to die. Think about abortion. Think about the terminally ill. How do sinners solve these problems, these life problems? An unwanted child, abort it. An old person who wants to die, assist them, let them die. But I want you to think. I want you to think what God says, that these issues are God's issues. And God says these problems are too big for us to solve properly. And there's so many life problems. Doctors will create hundreds of living children outside the womb so that they can inseminate a woman. And they take a few, we call them, We call them embryos, but they're living children. God calls it life. And the doctor will take a few of those living children and place it inside her womb, and the rest of them are frozen. But what do they do with the rest of the children? Flush them down the drain? Is that how we deal with a life problem? Flush it down the drain? Is that a way to solve a life problem like diabetes? Is that the way to solve a life problem like spinal cord injuries? Is that a way to solve a life problem like cystic fibrosis or cancer? As we consider Sanctity of Human Life Sunday, I want you to live by two foundational truths. Number one, what goes on inside the womb is God's concern. And number two, what goes on outside the womb is our concern but only as it's revealed by God's Word. And having said that, I haven't said near enough. Knowing these two foundational truths does not shrink life problems down to a a manageable size. Knowing these Two foundational truths does not take away the pain, the bitterness, the hurt, the tears, and the brokenness. Understand these two foundational truths does not answer what God or why God is doing something in your life or mine. And these truths do not change the life problems that are simply too heavy, too difficult, too painful for us to bear on our own. And these life foundational truths don't fix the life problems. That's why we as Christians turn them over to God. Lay your life problems down at His feet, let Him deal with them according to His will. Let God minister to these life problems. To the grieving parent who loses a child, God says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And He says, your child is now safe in my eternal arms and will never hurt again. To parents who have chosen to abort their child, God says, I forgive you. I forgive you. For the guilt of your sin. Because the Bible says if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now to the couple who can't have children, God says He works all things together for good. To the person who wants to die but can't, Jesus says, be ye faithful unto death, and I'll give you the crown of life. Be faithful unto death. Indeed, Jesus has answers to these life problems. They may not be answers that are suitable to your human intellect. They may not be answers that are acceptable or given to your satisfaction. But God does have an answer. How does God deal with death? He sent his son. He sent his son, Jesus. And the gospel is the good news that God placed on Jesus all our life problems. Jesus bore the life problems on the cross. He bore all that brokenness. He bore all that guilt. He bore all that sin. He bore all that grief. He bore all those tears, all that shame, all that guilt. Now, you can reject all that. You can reject God's answer to the problem of life, and you can turn away from it, and you can blame Him, blame Him for this whole mess. Or you can blame us. Hmm. Have you ever considered that our sinful rebellion started all these life problems? Well, that's a Bible fact people don't want to hear. Don't put these life problems at my feet. Don't put this, these life problems into my lap. Some choose to blame God. Jesus never did. Let's consider, you know, how did Jesus deal with these life issues when he was walking on earth? Do you remember the man who was born blind? That's a life issue. His disciples asked Jesus, Rabbi, who sinned that this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? And Jesus answered, it was not this man who sinned or his parents. He was born blind so the work of God might be displayed in him. Sure, we can blame God for life problems. But God put all of these life problems on His Son to bear them for our sake. And it wasn't His fault. He didn't deserve to bear them. And He was punished for them. And He died for them. God the Father dealt with the brokenness of our sin by dealing with Jesus so that we don't have to deal with the life problems they're no longer our responsibility we're no longer held accountable you know you you can't bear the problems of life only god can do that and jesus chose to come for that very reason he came to save us he came to give us life he came bearing gifts forgiveness life and salvation eternal life he came in word and water and bread and wine to deliver this to sinful people that they might live in the waters of the holy baptism and in the bread and wine of holy communion to deliver that life to you it's a solution saving life forgiveness eternal life it's a solution And that's what Jesus did on the cross. He bore our life problem. And at first people were repulsed at it. They were repulsed by the ugliness of it, the bloodiness of it. And they turned away from this instrument of death. But eventually God's people understood life problems are not too big for God. On the contrary, life problems have been saved, have been solved by our Savior on the cross. Why? Because God loves life and God loves you. And what does Jesus say? I am the way and the truth and the life. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.